Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful preaching and teaching of the Word of God. Here's this week's message. This morning, our scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13, and verses 18 to 26. This is the calling of Matthew and where Jesus raises a dead girl and heals a sick woman. Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 to 13 and 18 to 26. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him. Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. While he was saying this, a synagogue leader came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. When Jesus entered the synagogue leader's house and saw the noisy crowd and people playing pipes, he said, Go away, the girl is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread through all the region. The Word of God. This morning, we're looking at the God of the oppressed. In our gospel lesson for this morning, we see a beautiful picture of our God. We see Jesus Christ, God with us, in the midst of the opposition and the oppression of sin, of society, of death and mourning. We find Jesus in the midst of people who feel unneeded, unloved, and unwanted. Within the core of every person's life is a little bit of that. Because we have all sinned and fall short of God's glory. But thanks be to God, we have a Savior who gets dirty in the process of making us well. And this is what ministry is all about. It's about meeting people where they are and lifting them up, not judging them. To be a sinner and to be invited into the household of God is a very healing thing. And this is something that we need to keep in mind as we go out into the world. We are called to make disciples of all nations. We are called to invite everyone in, no matter what their situation in life may be. We are called to bring hope in the midst of despair and healing in the face of suffering. Jesus saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. See how that starts? It says, Jesus saw a man named Matthew. 
The rest of the crowd, including the religious leaders, saw a tax collector who had denied his Jewish heritage and betrayed his country. That's what they saw. But Jesus saw a man, a human being. Jesus saw his heart, his mind, his thoughts, his hurts, his pain, his loneliness, his lack of meaning and purpose in life. Jesus saw a life that was being wasted. Jesus saw a man who needed a savior. Is that what we see in the faces of those who we, we, we meet? And when Jesus told him, follow me, a dramatic change took place in Matthew's life. He left everything and committed himself totally to Christ. It is hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven because they are so attached to the material world. And Matthew was rich, but Matthew was one of the few who had been willing to give it all up in order to follow Jesus. Matthew's conversion shows us that Jesus saves anyone who will truly follow him. The hated, the bitter, the unjust, the non-religious, the traitor, the thief, the immoral, the person without purpose or meaning. And what did Matthew do as soon as he was saved? Well, he had a dinner party where he invited all his sinful friends to come and meet Jesus. What a dynamic example in witnessing. Matthew began to witness immediately upon his conversion. Jesus saved Matthew and Jesus even saved me because Jesus goes where the sinners are. Jesus seeks out those who are lost, who are oppressed by the weight of sin. And Jesus enters the lives of those who will accept his invitation and he makes them well. Now the Pharisees didn't like this. They didn't understand the concept of the new birth. They didn't believe that people could change. They prided themselves in being the ones who were right with God, and they felt it was their job to ostracize and judge those who didn't live up to their standards. So they asked Jesus' disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Those people who are self-disciplined and religious are sometimes the most judgmental. And this judgmental spirit does more to hurt people than any other single thing. The Bible makes it clear that those who judge others are condemning themselves. It is in showing kindness, tolerance, and patience that we lead people towards repentance. That's in Romans chapter 2. So when Jesus heard that the religionists were complaining about him, he said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. See, sin is a sickness that we all have inherited. And there is no way that we can make ourselves well. We all need the great physician. But a person must acknowledge their sickness and ask the physician for healing before they can make us well. Jesus came to earth for the same reason that a physician enters a home or sets up a practice, to make those who realize they are sick well. 
and we are all spiritually sick. We all suffer from the fatal disease of sin, and we will all be destroyed eternally if we do not call upon the name of Jesus in order to be healed. The great thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there is a cure for this fatal disease. Because of what Christ did for us on the cross, none of us need to die from it. The Bible makes it clear that it is the majority of people who are walking about with this fatal disease of sin, but they are ignoring it. They're feeding it. They're denying it. They abuse it. The self-righteous and the self-satisfied are only living under the, under the delusion that they are A-OK. The call of Jesus is the call to repentance, to a changed life. As the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. This happened to Matthew, and this can happen to anyone of us who heed Christ's call in our lives. Jesus has come to save everyone only if we will believe. Christ has the power to meet all our desperate and hopeless needs because Christ goes where the suffering is. He is the God of the oppressed. Just take a look at the woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had been in need of help for years and years. She was desperately hopeless, ashamed, and embarrassed. She was now poor because she had spent all she had seeking to find a cure. Every day she had experienced a pit of loneliness, unacceptance, and low self-esteem. She was nothing, even in her own eyes. See, according to the law, she wasn't supposed to be in the crowd that was surrounding Jesus at all. She was supposed to be isolated, but her desperation drove her to Jesus. She probably thought that Jesus would never touch her because she was unclean. But she had heard so many wonderful things about him. If she could only touch his garment, he would never even know and she would be healed. Imagine her great faith. Imagine how liberating Jesus' response made her feel. Jesus turned to the woman. How could Jesus have felt her touching his garment? He was being pressed and pushed by the crowd. Yet when she stepped up behind him and touched his robe, he knew it. How did he know it? Because the woman's faith had touched him. It is faith that touches Jesus, and faith never goes unnoticed. It is never ignored by God. For Jesus, the most important work in all the world is meeting a person's need. Nothing can keep Jesus from stopping and turning to a person who comes to him. Jesus cares for all people, no matter how rejected or how cut off or ostracized we may be. A person may be considered by society as unclean, dirty, polluted, contaminated, lost forever, but that person is very precious to our Lord. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Notice that Jesus called her daughter. Now that's pretty amazing. When Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders in John chapter 8, he called them children of the devil because they did not believe. 
Yet to all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Because of her faith in Christ, God adopted this poor, afflicted, oppressed woman and made her a child of God. He gave her dignity and purpose. He healed her physically, emotionally, and spiritually. She was born again into eternal life. Christ's power and life was infused into this woman. She had feared facing Jesus because she had feared that she would be rebuked. After all, isn't that how everyone else in her life had treated her? But she found an eternal truth. She found that treasure hidden in a field. No matter how much the world rejects us, no matter what the world thinks of us, no matter how oppressed we are, Jesus longs to heal us. No person is too dirty. No person is too sinful for the God of the oppressed. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for accepting us as we are. Give us the faith that Jairus and this woman have. Help us to be like Matthew and excitedly proclaim the gospel to our friends, to our neighbors, to our co-workers. Use us to carry out your will until you return again as King of kings and Lord of lords. Amen.